Hey girl, welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name is Keisha, and I'm a saucy 29-year-old who left the corporate world to go on to build a seven-figure online business. But most days, I still feel like I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm obsessed with the process of us getting to figure it out together. We've got epic guests, incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Hey girl, I'm so excited that you're here today because this topic I know is going to resonate with you. We're talking about female friendships, in particular, how to navigate comparison or jealousy or just building trust and expectations and conflict resolution, all of the things female friendship. So I thought it would be really impactful to bring on my best friend of 12 years, Jackie Coba. She is extremely insightful. She has a way of explaining things that helps you really understand through analogies and humor, but she also has so much tangible advice. She's very honest in this conversation. I really think you're going to love it. It's not like when you're hearing two best friends chat and they're like, ah, these are all of our inside jokes. This is very tangible, real talk, honest conversation with two 30 year olds that have been friends for 12 years, giving you any piece of information that they can that might be helpful for you. So I'm really excited to hear what you think of this episode. And without further ado, let's dive right in girl. Jackie. I am so excited to have you here. Holy crap. Welcome to the show, girl. Woo! I'm excited to be here. <laughs> You're, we're doing this. So before we dive into all the things we're going to talk about, jealousy and comparison and friendships and building trust and so much that so many of the listeners have wanted to hear about, and I thought you would be the perfect person to bring on, but can you give them a little bit of a high-level overview of just like who we are? Yeah, definitely. So I'm so excited to be here and just like having this conversation. I think this is going to be so cool for all of your listeners to hear. I um, I grew up outside of Seattle in a little city called Renton. It's about 20 miles south of Seattle. I went to college up in Bellingham, which is about 80 miles north of Seattle. And that's actually where I met you. And we became besties immediately, which is just a great story. And yes. since then, graduated from that college, started in corporate recruiting. I did corporate recruiting for a couple of years. And then actually in that, uh, started up a side business with you. And after about a year and a half, two years of doing the side business, actually did it full time. And I've been doing it full time for almost three years now, which is so crazy. Um, and I live so in crazy. downtown Seattle now. I live in downtown Seattle with my super crazy cat and my boyfriend of <laughs> almost six years. <laughs> oh, it's so crazy. And I think this is like the perfect conversation for us to have because we're both so open and so honest and we've been through so much in our friendship that I think this conversation is going to add a lot of value for those that are looking to improve or elevate female friendships, but also that are looking to like navigate all of the elements that go into it. Because like we didn't just like meet in college, but like I mean, t okay, tell them how we met. Just give them a little overview because that's kind of funny. I feel like I need to preface it with, I swear <laughs> I'm not as creepy as this story makes me out to be, but at the same time, I totally am. Um, I always joke that when I went to college, I didn't have any friends. I think I had like one friend from orientation and it was funny. I went into it and I just had an idea of what like my college friendship should look like. And it was all about having fun, the party girl, like just like going crazy. And I was just determined to find that girlfriend and Keisha and I, we had a class together 
And there was just this morning after a holiday, it was around Halloween time, and Keisha comes into class, and I had seen her the night before, and she comes into class, hair and makeup the same as the night before. And I was like, <laughs> that's my girl. That is my kind of girl right there. And I proceeded, and I wish I was exaggerating when I said this. We sat on opposite sides of the room. I, for the next about week, just slowly every day moved kind of one seat to the left so that eventually I was like in the seat behind her. And it <laughs> happened to be on the day that the teacher assigned us a group project. And I was like, this is my time to shine. Keisha turned around, asked me if I wanted to be in her group. And I about died. I, I was in at that point And I was just from there for <laughs> we were besties. <laughs> so if you're looking to make new friends, just like wear your makeup from the night before to class. Um, it's so funny because we've gone on, obviously I don't want to get too much into our story, um, but we've gone on to like backpack for five weeks through Spain and Morocco. We've lived together multiple times. You've been a huge asset to like helping me transition through every single stage. We've built businesses together. We've just done so much. So I'm really excited to dive into all the things with you. I'm just like, Thank you for being here, Jackie. I'm so, you just look so cute. I'm so excited. Okay. So let's dive into the first topic that I want to talk about, which is essentially the concept of jealousy and comparison. Obviously in a social media world and just as women in general, it's so easy to compare ourselves to other people and jealousy is just so common. And a lot of times we're not willing to have such an honest conversation about it. So tell me just kind of your take on jealousy as a whole. Like why do you feel like women feel that way? And like, how do you navigate it? Yeah, I think it's, it's an interesting topic. And I think it's really hard sometimes to, for people to identify maybe what jealousy is for them. And they think that it's normal or they feel angry or they feel frustrated. They're feeling jealousy. And I think something that I maybe was a little bit naturally good at and then got better at once I became aware of kind of what it was. But I think what it comes down to with jealousy is we're identifying in our friends, they have something that we want. That's obvious. That's textbook right there. But what we can do is if we find ourselves doing that, we see a friend that she's killing it in her career or she's killing it on social media or she's killing it in her relationship or she's in really great shape or she has the cutest kids or making all the money or whatever it might be that we think we want. What we need to do is recognize in that moment is have that self-awareness when we catch ourselves having that flutter, that buildup. We see a photo, we hear her say something, and we instantly get that irritated, sweaty feeling. Catch yourself. Immediately have that self-awareness that says, okay, wait, is it really a bad thing that my friend is super happy or in a great relationship or seeding yeah. her career? Or does she just have something that I'm clearly lacking? Is it the confidence maybe that she has? Maybe it's not even directly related to the career or the relationship, but it's something she's getting out of that relationship. Maybe she's making more friends that, that you want to have, or she's in a career environment. Maybe you're both succeeding in your careers, but her career environment is better. What is that thing that is highlighting for you? Ooh, I'm lacking that. And when we can point that finger back on ourselves, then we can say, hey, actually, I'm not jealous of my friend. I'm actually really happy for her. I'm really proud of her. This is just something I need to obviously work on. Oh, so powerful. I mean, that right there, even just taking that ownership. And like, I know you and I talk about this all the time of like taking the finger that you want to point at someone else and physically just imagine yourself doing this, pointing it back in yourself and saying, what can I own? Like, what can this tell me? And I think so often that jealousy seems like it's a negative thing, but in reality, it's like, maybe that's someone else achieving something that you want to do. And like you just described that flutter feeling or that weird feeling that you get in your body is your body telling you that you need to take action 
on a particular area in your life that maybe if she would have done that thing, you wouldn't have been aware of. Yeah. And how cool uh. to have that opportunity of like, and maybe you won't even know, especially as you start getting good at this of like catching it, maybe you're not going to be able to immediately say, Oh, I'm feeling jealous because X, Y, Z, but how mm -hmm. cool to be like, okay, I'm feeling jealous. I don't like this feeling. I would rather feel proud of my friend, but I have some work to do. So maybe it is my relationship or maybe it's my career, my friends, but you can start to dig into that. And it might take a little bit of time, but you can start listening to podcasts, reading books, doing that work on you so that you can start to uncover why is that a sensitive subject for you? Oh, so good. Oh, I love your brain. Okay. <laughs> so I want to talk about this because I think we have a really unique situation that some people may or may not know, which is we both started the same side business together. Um, essentially at the same time, I started a little bit before you, but talk to us about kind of how that felt as my business really did take off. Um, Cause maybe there's someone listening to this who is in a business with a friend, like, you know, that's kind of doing the same thing as them and they're maybe not seen as quick of success or maybe career wise, whatever it may be. Can you talk a little bit about how you managed um, us being in the same business together? Because jealousy would have been a really easy thing or comparison would have been a really easy thing for us to feel doing the same thing or doing the same career path. But I've never experienced that from you. And obviously you haven't from me either. So how and why talk, let's talk about that. Yeah, it is so funny. I and mean, it's a question that we do get yeah. a lot because it, you would look at it. If you looked at it on paper, it's like we started on the same time and your business definitely took off. Mine didn't nearly as fast. And it's, you know, and it's still not even to the point that yours is at yet. But what was interesting at the time, and I think this whole concept applies not even just to careers or businesses, but also to relationships yeah. or, you know, the people that are, why am I not married yet or have kids yet or have the house yet, but my friends do, whatever it might be, that comparison game. I think what was really important for us that we didn't even realize at the time that we were doing, and I'll tie this into how you can handle it now, but we were living together. And what was interesting about that is you were so honest about everything you were doing, about the amount of time you were putting in the work, the frustrations you were having, the hurdles you were experiencing. You made it really clear on what your priorities were, what you were going to choose to do when you're going to build your business or go on a date night or whatever over happy hour or staying up and watching a movie or whatever it might be you were so honest about everything that you were doing that I was able to see really quickly. Well, okay. If she's working on her business, you know, hundred percent of the time and I'm working on it 25% of the time when we're in business building blocks, of course, yours is going to take off 75% faster, right. whatever that logic might be. Same with relationships. If you and your significant other are never going on date nights and your friend is in a really thriving relationship and they're going on date nights twice a week, they're having more time to build on that intimacy or whatever it is. You can start to get clear on how much time and work and effort people are putting into the success that they're seeing and the situation that they're in. Yeah. And I don't think we realized it just because we were living together. So I, I was just so in tune with it. But then even after you moved away and went to New York and now in San Diego, we were still so in touch and you were telling me about the late nights and the tears and mm -hmm. the early Saturday mornings and the things that you said no to so that you could work on your business or hang out with Cena or whatever it might be that the respect was just automatically there. When you're in tune with what somebody is doing and you know, it's important to them, you're going to give that person the credit they deserve, the respect they deserve. And I think what's happening sometimes right now and what girls get caught up in is they're, they're making up the story about their friend mm -hmm based on one side of it. They only are seeing what's happening on social media or they're only hearing about one side of what's really going on because 
who also, if you're at happy hour with all your girlfriends, who wants to be the one that's sitting there talking about how many times they cried last week? Probably not. They're going to be talking about their wins and their successes and the good things because sometimes people don't feel like the real conversation is worth hearing, but that's the one we need to hear. And I think if you're feeling that the best way to handle it, regardless of the situation, talk to your friend and say, Hey, not going to lie. Like I'm a little jealous of your relationship and I'm comparing myself because I feel like yours is thriving. Can you just have a real conversation with me? What are you doing right now? That's making your relationship what it is. And I guarantee you, she's going to tell you about the fights and the hard conversations along with the tips and tricks that she and her significant other are doing to make it better or in their career. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're just seeing your friend get promotion after promotion, but maybe when you have a real conversation with her, she might hate her job or hate her boss, or maybe the promotions in her company look different than they do in your company or whatever that might be. And we can't just make up these one-sided stories and assume that they're the whole truth. So I would say if you're feeling that, just ask your friend to be really honest with you about what it looks like from her world. And I guarantee you'll walk away feeling a lot different. And it's so brave to do that too. And I think it's like giving credit where credit's due. The fact of like being willing, if you're right now feeling this feeling where you want to have that conversation, like Jackie just described of like, okay, my relationship is not going as well as I'd like for it to be going. I don't feel as happy as you seem to be feeling. Can you help me? Not only is that a really cool, intimate conversation to get to build and deepen your friendship, but what it also does is it gives that person an opportunity to talk about the realness behind it. Because so often, even with friendships, like surface layer friendships, you're walking around talking about your highlights. Like you mentioned, just like social media is sharing the highlights. We got the keys to our house. We got married. We got the baby. You're not hearing about the other things behind closed doors. So it's almost like if you're willing to be vulnerable enough to have that conversation, then you can deepen those friendships. And I think that's been something that we've been so freaking good at doing and not and not being scared to say that out loud, like, Hey, you seem like you're killing it. I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited for you. I don't want to be envious of you, or I don't want to be jealous of you, but like, I'm ready to work, like, help me figure it out. Or I'm ready to put the time into my relationship. Help me navigate it. And I need your help. And I mean, don't you feel like that's like why we've also gotten so one of the main reasons we've gotten so close is we're willing to sound like, uh, help me. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, so willing to be like, Oh, help me. And like, you know, we've talked about before, I think there's a couple things to that. Once you open that door, once you, mm-hmm. you come into the conversation, you're willing to be vulnerable and brave and have that conversation. And she feels invited to it. And she's like, well, yeah, I'd love to share with you and help you and be real with you. Well, now you guys have created this foundation of this. Now you can build on that. So as you start to like go into other areas of life or other deeper conversations. It's like though that first one is so crucial to building on the future conversations. And I think what's also really good to point out here too, is sometimes we think we want all the things that maybe our friend has, but maybe once we learn what it took to get yeah. there, we're also not willing to do those things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to use the house as an example, if your friend buys a house and you're feeling a comparison game to that, well, what did it take for them to build that savings? Are you willing to make those same sacrifices? Are you willing to do all of those things? And if you're like, no, then maybe that's actually not what you want. And you can get opened up to that and realize, oh, I was comparing myself to something I don't even actually want. And that's so important to realize too. So true. I think you just hit the nail on the head of like, when you're comparing yourself, so to kind of recap this with jealousy, 
when you see that, that can be a signal for you of like, maybe there is something that I want and maybe I can adjust my goals accordingly, which is so powerful. And then if you see someone that you are celebrating or feeling envious or of, or whatever, understanding that with that positive comes a negative side, which the negative side can be perceived as the work that was required or the sacrifices that were made to save for that deposit on the house or the happy hours missed in order to work on that business that you now see rather than looking at the goal and like, I want that achievement or that accolade or that status or that relationship. Like, okay, pop the hood, be willing to have that vulnerable conversation and say like, Hey, like, do I actually want to do the things that are required for me to get there? Otherwise, it just doesn't feel good to be jealous or to be envious. And I think that's the, the bottom line that you've kind of like hinted at a couple of times is like, what feels better? Ask the question and deepen the relationship or don't feel good and be jealous of someone that you call your best friend. That doesn't even make sense, right? Yeah. It's so true. And the jealousy thing too, it's, you know, to tie it back a little bit, even to health and fitness. And I hear this example often where it's, Someone might be jealous of an eight pack. Yeah. Well, do you know what it takes to get an eight pack? Because once I found out, I didn't want one. <laughs> like, jealous of anyone that has one, because I'm like, good for you, girl. Like, that takes some serious discipline. Yeah. But sometimes we get so jealous over something, yeah, that isn't actually even important to us. And instead, what feels good is just ruthlessly supporting and loving yeah, this girl or girls that you call your besties. Oh, so good. I mean, I don't even really like cod. And I think there's a lot of cod required of an eight pack and I love wine. So there's that. Okay. I love that. Okay, Jackie. So, you know, the listeners might not know that you have ridiculous meme game and analogy game. So you need to tell them, because I think this analogy is so powerful of just kind of how you think about trust as a whole, especially in relation to female friendships and relationships in general, because all of your analogies are gold. Just talk to them. <laughs> I think analogies, my boyfriend always makes fun of me because he's like, you use too many analogies. I'm like, there's no better no, way to actually it's so good. life <laughs> all the time. Um, but the one thing that I think always makes so much sense to me when thinking about building and strengthening a relationship is thinking about trust as currency. And if we think about the idea of we want to build up a savings account, we want to have an abundant savings account. Well, what does that take? It takes little deposits or big deposits of trust and consistency and strengthening that friendship. And every time you show up for a friend or a friend shows up for you, you keep a secret, you don't gossip, you show up on time, you respond to the text, or you do something big for them. You surprise them with something, whatever it might be, or they open up to you about something and you respond in a way that tells them they can open up to you again. Every single time one of those things happens, it's a deposit into that savings account and you can continue to build on that. And what helps with that is that saving abundance, if something does go wrong, if you get into a fight, if they let you down, if you let them down or there's, it just feels off stuff, money, the currency, it gets taken out of that savings deposit. So it's taken out of the account and it lowers the amount that's in there. And what your end goal here is to be putting more in than you're taking out. Because what happens is if you are in a friendship where more is being taken out, the friend is being flaky or not trustworthy, or there's gossip or whatever it is that gets in the way of female friendships, the more you're taking out, you're going to ultimately be in debt. You're going to be in a negative balance in your savings account. And that is not a friendship you want to be in because who wants to have a negative savings account? You don't. And when you go into that debt, when you start building it back up, there has to be a zero baseline again, and then it goes above and beyond. 
So I just think whenever something's going on, when you're feeling that frustration towards your friend or your friend's feeling frustration towards you, what is that currency? What's being taken out? And what needs to get added back in in order to continue building on that savings account? Ooh, that's so good. And I think, so, okay, so to the girl listening to this that's just starting to build a friendship, right, with, like, someone new, can you just talk in that analogy of, like, what are, like, deposits or withdrawals? I know you kind of, like, talked about it a little bit, like, specific things that you would identify as, like, ooh, that's a deposit to my confidence bucket towards my friend or whatever it may be. Yeah. I mean, I think the first question there is it really depends on what you want out of that friendship. And I think that everyone is different. So what might be important to me in a friendship is going to be very different from the girl in Trader Joe's that's putting up. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, for me, it would be somebody that shows up for me or is open to having a deep conversation and shows up on time or doesn't cancel last minute because of a silly reason or whatever it might be. So every time when you're building that new friendship, I think point one is you do have to identify what's the end goal with this friendship. Is it somebody, are you looking for a new business partner? Are you looking for somebody that you just want to like have fun with and go to happy hours on the weeknights? Are you looking for essentially a best friend, significant other type thing? Like what we have. Kind of <laughs> a significant other, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but you know, like what, what is the purpose of the friendship? Because you can't have one friend that fits all buckets. You can't have the friend that you can have the super deep conversation with. Well, maybe you can, but sometimes you don't have the one that you have the super deep conversation. And then you also go to Vegas on the weekend and get blacked out with yeah. like typically those are be the same friend groups. So a, what do you want out of the friendship? And just like with dating, you're not going to continue dating someone that you're not vibing with. That doesn't align with your priorities that you want in a boyfriend or future husband or whatever you want in your significant other. Same thing with friendships. You're not going to, don't keep going down a path of a friendship if they're not filling up that bucket for you. So if they do hurt your feelings or there's just something rubbing you the wrong way, or you don't feel they're receptive to the type of conversations you want to have, you have no obligation to stay in that friendship and don't set them up too. This is where you can take ownership. Don't set them up for failure. It's not their fault if they don't want to have the same types of conversations you want to have. If you want to talk about you know, cats and dogs, and they want to talk about like how to do yard work. Really big. <laughs> trying to stay away from the heavy stuff, but <laughs> I don't want to talk about yard work. But I'll talk about cats all day. But you know, if they're not, if they don't want to have the same type of you. That's not their fault because spoiler alert, you're not the right friend for them either. So it's kind of like just like you wouldn't marry someone that's not a good fit for you. Don't maintain that friendship if you're not feeling like it's going down a path of fulfillment. Oh, so so important. And I think it's really interesting, and you and I have conversations around this all the time, especially in the type of business that we have where we're talking with women often about expectations as a whole, where essentially we have expectations of friends sometimes, but we aren't willing to ask ourselves if we're showing up for them the way that they need to be showed up for, or if we're looping them in, like you talked about at the beginning, part of the reason why I think that you and I have had this open communication with each other and have such a strong, deep friendship is we're willing to open up so much. So to say like, Hey, this is what support looks like to me. This is what I need from you. Can you do that? Is, is, are you willing to do that? Or, Hey, when you show up for me this way, this really matters to me and it makes me feel so supported and um, I'm so grateful for that. So can you talk a little bit about expectations kind of like 
as a whole and, and problems that you see people run into that have different expectations for friendships than maybe how they're showing up or struggle with that communication element as a whole? Yeah. And I think it's kind of like a two-part question too, with like the expectation yeah. communication, but in general, I think unspoken expectations are you're setting everyone else up, setting everyone up for failure, yourself included, yeah. and your friend, because unfortunately, maybe fortunately, but the title best friend does not come with a job description. It does not automatically mean a certain thing, just like the title of husband, mom, child, teacher, whatever it is. It does not come with a set of rules that they are required to follow. So if you've determined somebody is your best friend, but you have a very different idea of what a best friend is than this person wants to be or is able to be, both of you are losing. Neither of you are winning because they're constantly failing in your eyes and you're feeling unfulfilled in a best friend. And so I think with expectations, this is kind of to tie back to what we were talking about earlier, you have to know what you're looking for out of that friendship and then communicate that and give them the choice. Do they want to be that person or what type of person can they be in the friendship? Are they the person that they're like, I don't really want to have deep conversations, but I would love to go to happy hour with you once a week. And you're like, I only want to go to happy hour twice a month. So let's meet in the middle there. You can be my happy hour friend, but I do need to go seek out that friend that can have those deep conversations. So you can have, and this is where you can have multiple best friends. You can have your deep conversation bestie. You can have your happy hour bestie. You can have your couple's bestie right? Like somebody that you and your significant other go on bestie date nights with, where maybe you wouldn't have a best friendship with either one individually, but the four of you work really well together, whatever that might be. And so the expectations is just remembering title does not mean anything. You've just decided to put this title on someone and you're expecting them to be a certain way, but just maybe they're not able or want to be that person. Yeah. It's so true because any expectation, like you just touched on it, but like friendships, significant other, mom, dad, it's like, what if we just kind of let that go where you decide what you need to be happy, a full, complete, happy person and get aware of yourself. And then what does that person want? And is it a match? And it's, it sounds so like, on a like, but in reality, we don't have these conversations. Like someone listening to this right now, driving to work is like, I've literally never heard two 30 year old women that are best friends of like 13 years talk about this. But this is like what we talk about when we get coffee, like, or wine. Like this is literally like what we actually talk about. And I think it's so interesting because a lot of people are scared to have that conversation. So I, I kind of want to ask you like, if someone listening to this has legitimately never had a conversation with their friend about what a friend is, which sounds so weird, but if she's like, I actually don't like know how to make sure that my friend knows that I'm showing up for her and she does want to take ownership. What advice or like what questions do you think she could ask? Like, is there something tangible that you can kind of start her with to open up that conversation so that she's taking ownership for what that person might need to feel happy and I don't like the word satisfied, but like when we're talking about friends, but like whatever, you know, in her relationship with her friend. Totally. I mean, <laughs> the first question again is really asking yourself, okay, first of all, how am I feeling about the friendship as a whole? Do I feel like there's lack somewhere? Where do I feel my most, when you are with that person, you obviously get joy somewhere. There's a reason you're still hanging out with them. So what parts of that relationship currently light you up and which parts do you feel like a little bit lacking? And I think a really good example, you know, if you feel like your friend isn't attentive enough and she doesn't call you enough or make plans with you enough. And you're kind of sitting there feeling bummed that your friend doesn't reach out first, 
ask yourself, do you reach out to her? Do you make plans with her? Where can you take ownership in that? And then when you do make those plans, maybe you have that sit down with her and just say, Hey, so, you know, this is might sound kind of weird, but I'm going to be completely honest. I've been feeling a little out of touch with you because we haven't talked recently. I haven't heard from you. And I know I haven't done my job in reaching out either, but you know, can we make this a more consistent thing? Have you felt that way? And she yeah. might be blown away. She might be like, girl, I had no idea. I thought we were fine. I'm not the type that needs to talk on the phone or I just, you know, we'll make plans when we make plans or I figured you'd reach out. So just kind of like setting the tone that maybe she's not doing anything intentional to hurt your feelings or anything yeah. intentional to make you feel a certain way. Cause as we know, you, no one can make you feel a certain way, but there can be a way to say, I am feeling this in the friendship, just like you would if you were having, and I know I keep bringing up the significant other, but somehow for some reason, we're so much more comfortable, at least with a lot of women I talk to, we're so much more comfortable telling our boyfriends, husbands, whoever that we're frustrated with them for something like they didn't put the dishes away, but we won't tell our friend that we've been hurting for a couple months because she hasn't. Yeah. And it's like, if that friendship is important enough to you that you're still thinking about it. And if you're listening to this right now and you can think of a girl right now that you're like, Oh crap, this is my friend. These are the issues I have with her. And maybe it's not even that she hasn't reached out. Maybe it's something else. Maybe the way she acts when you guys are together, maybe she flakes out on you, whatever it is that's bugging you you have to say, Hey, this might sound weird, but this is kind of bugging me. Do you feel this too? And I think that right there will open up a really interesting dialogue, which then it can turn into the, okay, well, I'm gonna be completely honest. You know, these are the things I would love to see in our friendship. What are your thoughts on that? And then at the end of that conversation, it's again, it's not her responsibility to necessarily meet every expectation. She can just tell you which one she's willing to. And if there's still areas that are missing, now it's on you to go out and find that in other people. And it opens up the door. It gives you that freedom to say, okay, you know what? I'm just not going to get that from her. I still love her. She's still one of my best friends. But if I want somebody to call every other Tuesday, then I just need to go find a different person to have that conversation with or whatever that might look like. Uh, I love how much of this just goes back to the ownership element that we talk about so often. And like, Maybe the girl listening to this who you just referred to of like she's thinking of someone in her head right now that she needs to have this conversation with. But girl, real talk, driving down the freeway with like, you know, you paused your Taylor Swift to put on this podcast and I'm stoked about it. But if you are thinking maybe there's someone that you owe an apology to because you value your relationship more than your ego, that's where you've got to call it out. And maybe you need to take a little bit more ownership of this person who has tried to have this conversation. And maybe you didn't even realize that this is her trying to communicate. And Jackie, I just love, and I think it's so interesting, but I just love how much dialogue and like questions and conversation tips that we're giving in this because we don't talk about friendships like this. And like, it's, it makes me like really like, I don't know, because you say like you broke up with this guy and it's like, oh, it just didn't work out. But there's no dialogue over like getting distance from a friend. Like we make it so awkward, but in reality, we're all constantly growing, evolving people. Just because you were really close with someone 10 years ago, it doesn't mean you don't love them, but you can love them at a distance if maybe your friendship isn't compatible anymore. So I feel like you just even describing that gave someone permission to just, they don't need your permission, but sometimes people need to hear it of like, just go have that conversation or bless and release. Or, the, and that's okay. Yeah. And I think there's actually a third option that we didn't even cover, which is maybe you're listening to this and you're like, 
I'm perfect. I'm fine. Whatever. Yeah. You're the person that your friend is hurting. And do you have a friend that's reached out to you multiple times over text, over call, try to make plans. And you're like, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. Well, girl, ask yourself, is she somebody that you should be making a priority? And what are you, how are you making her feel potentially? If you're, if you're like, yeah, she's one of my best friends, of course she's a priority, but you're not actually giving her that time, even though she's trying, you might be the one that you need to be like, Ooh, am I being a good friend to her? And so also asking yes. yourself that question, pay attention to what your friends are doing and you get the same permission. If you have a friend that wants to hang out with you more than you want to hang out, that's not your fault. That's expectation setting. You shouldn't have to just, it's boundaries and all of that, but also be really clear. How could you be potentially making your friends feel and do, and like you said, do you need to open up and say, Hey, I'm sorry. I've been really distant. I know you've reached out like 10 times. Let's get together. Let's put something on the calendar and make her a priority. If you want her to be a priority in your life. So good. And what's so interesting, the underlying theme of all of this, that's something we've been so freaking intentional about over the last like decade, in particular, the last five years or so, is how much more self-aware that we've gotten. Because I think there's all of these things that we like to talk about on this podcast of, you know, like the Enneagram test or love languages, where like we think that we're giving someone love or respect or uh, making sure that they feel that support from us, but they don't even feel it the way that we feel it, right? So like I'm a quality time and physical touch person, which means like I need to have quality time with people. And because you know that, you jump on a plane and, you know, I mean, literally you're in San Diego right now. Like you jump on a plane and you'll come make that intentional effort to let me awkwardly like hug you and squeeze you till you pee and to be there for important things because you understand that that's a priority. So can you talk a little bit about like what some of your favorite ways that you've helped yourself get more self-aware and maybe some tips for the woman who's listening who doesn't know how she needs to feel supported or doesn't know how to support another friend of what she could maybe do to navigate that because you are a ninja at navigating that. <laughs> uh, it is. It takes, I mean, first and foremost, it takes time and yeah. it, hope obviously that after you listen to this episode, you feel like you have all the answers, but chances are when it comes to mm -hmm. self-awareness and knowing exactly what you want and what you need, it might even take some experimentation. It might, maybe right now you're like, okay, I need to have quality time. And then you start spending all this quality time with people and you're like, nope, that's not it. Or maybe it's mm -hmm. gift giving or gift receiving or whatever it is. But if you really, if you're starting at ground zero, try a couple different options, try having the deep conversations, try doing more time together, try blocking out time where you text a friend every single day, figure out kind of what works for you. But also I think what's important is when you are feeling that irritation and a friendship, that's where it's like, there's work that you need to do. And it is ask yourself, okay, I'm feeling irritated about this, but what do I want? What, what could she do? If I could magically wave a little wand and she could magically do something that would not make me feel this way anymore. What would that be? Would it be hanging out together? Would it be having a deeper conversation? Would it be just whatever it might be? And then communicate that to her. Tell her, hey, you know, I've been feeling, again, back to what we're saying, I've been feeling a certain way and I'm not sure if you're feeling this, but I'd love to sit down and have a conversation about it. But I yeah. think sometimes too, we often, maybe I don't want to generalize, but I do feel that oftentimes we feel frustration towards a lack of support or we feel like our friends aren't supporting us. Or our friends don't appreciate certain things or whatever it might be. 
But we have to remember too, we are the only ones that really know the true story of what's going on in our lives. We're the only ones living our lives, experiencing our lives. We're, the, we're here for it. We know what's going on. But we forget sometimes that the people around us only see the side we tell them. So if we are talking about, for the sake of you know how we started with the side business and things like that, one thing that you did really early on was you talked about how important it was to you. But if you had instead shook it off, said it wasn't important, kind of, oh, it's not a big deal. It's just some dumb side business thing I'm doing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Of course, I'm not going to think that it's some awesome thing that you're super like proud of, you know, yeah. all I'm hearing is you saying it's not a big deal and you're not, or to the girl, you know, in our industry, we do fitness. And when people get frustrated that their friends don't want to join their fitness program, but they aren't representing a healthy lifestyle. They're going out and they're eating all the nachos and all the tater tots and all the cheese dips and whatever. And then they're like, follow my nutrition plan. It's like, well, your friends are only seeing one side. They're not actually seeing the real side, the side that you want support on, the side that you want respect for, the side that you want recognition for. And maybe it's because I think sometimes we also feel maybe like we're bragging or we feel embarrassed to like feel proud about something, but we have to tell our friends, I'm proud of this. I'm excited about this. I'm working hard on this so that if they're your friend, they're going to respect that. They're going to support you. So mm -hmm. if you are feeling that frustration, ask yourself, what is the side my friends are actually seeing and hearing? And is that why they're giving me whatever reaction they're giving me? Same thing. If you, you know, you talk about Cena a lot and people think, you know, you talk, do such a good job of talking about the good and the bad. But if somebody only talked about the bad, if somebody was, oh, my boyfriend this, my boyfriend that, my boyfriend that, your friends are going to be like, well, why are you dating him? And then you get mad and you're like, what do you mean, why am I dating him? And it's like, well, you're only telling us bad things about him. So yep. we have to make sure that, remember, we're the only ones living our lives, but the story we tell is the reaction. We're going to get the reaction based on whatever story we're telling. So if you want a different reaction, you better tell a different story. Oh, and two, and it's, it's interesting because you say tell a different story out loud to your friends and to your people so that they can get that reaction and understand your commitment level or your excitement level. But the same rules apply to the story that you're telling yourself in your head, right? Like it's, you know, this is a common thing that we talk about all the time of like, we joke around of like, we are, we're like the coolest friends. Like we all like, look at us. Like we're so fun. We're such great friends. And we talk about how much we love being friends, which sounds weird, but there's a girl listening to this. It's like, Oh my gosh, my bestie. And I do that too. But then we look for all the reasons, self-confirming bias. We look for all of the reasons why we love the fact that we're friends and all these cool things that we've done with each other and for each other. And like why we have this relationship, same rules apply to how you think about yourself as a human. If you're looking for the reasons why you feel excited about your life, same rules apply. Your brain is literally going to look for things to confirm the story that you're telling yourself about anything. So I think through all of this, there's so many elements of taking ownership in your life and becoming aware enough of yourself to know what you need and then taking that awareness that you have for yourself and trying to expand that within your relationships. And I think... One thing, I, I just feel like it's so weird if I don't plug like the Enneagram because I do feel like with you and I, that has been such a cool concept for us. So talk a little bit about kind of not just Enneagram in, t in general, but like self-awareness through the love languages. Maybe people don't know about that and Enneagram because I feel like those have been maybe two of the bigger ones that have helped you get more self-aware in your relationships and with yourself. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, and what's interesting is all of this too, as you were saying this, I'm thinking too, it all ties so well back into that whole savings account analogy, even with yourself. You know, if you're looking for all the reasons you're awesome at something and you do something awesome, you're like, cha-ching, another like deposit into my like, I'm awesome savings deposit. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. But yeah, with the Enneagram and stuff, so with the love languages, there's the five, which is quality time. Let's see if I get them all. Quality time, gift giving, physical touch. Oh gosh, what are the other two? Uh, acts of service and, and words of affirmation. Or of affirmation, yeah. So yeah. the whole thing is, I think the best analogy <laughs> um, <laughs> with those in particular is when you think about language, you know, if I speak English and you speak Japanese, I could tell you all day long, I love you, I love you, I love you. But if you don't speak English, that means nothing until I say it to you in Japanese. Then you're like, oh, okay. So I think that we, same thing with love languages, right? If like, again, if quality time and physical touch are your two and all I'm doing is sending you like little gifts in the mail, you'd be like, okay, that's great. But can you like fly down to San Diego and like hang out? <laughs> like, you know, so that in itself, I think it gives us perspective on, you know, how this person might feel, act, you know, if we have, I have a girlfriend who she loves just that communication piece. So I know it's important to have that communication with her and make that a priority even though maybe mine would be acts of service. I actually don't know for sure. This is kind of a rambly example. Yeah, yeah. It creates a self-awareness in being able to say, hey, they're not just feeling crazy or they're not weird. It's just their love language is different than mine. And I need to show up for them and give them love in the way that they can receive it. And then it happens vice versa. And Enneagram, I think, is even more complex with that because I'm a nine, you're a seven. But knowing now about sevens and how they act and think and what's fun for them I know that fun is the driver and you want to have fun and it wants to be exciting. So I'm not going to call you if I'm just in a bad mood and I just want to complain about something, probably not going to be the person I call. Not because I know you, I know you'd answer and I know you'd hear me out and you would definitely respect that I might be feeling that way. But at the same time, I want to respect that you're not going to want that. I want to say, Hey, you want to have fun. So let's go have fun and talk about fun things. Or I think it just ultimately, it opens up the awareness that how does this person act and feel and need to hear things from me? And how can I adjust to fit that? And then what do I need and feel and think and whatever that is? And then you can communicate that to those people around you. Hey, as a seven, I like to have a lot of fun. So like, let's go do fun things. And you can create those expectations that way too. It's so true. And like, if you haven't taken that test, we'll link it in the show notes. But honestly, it's just understanding that that main driver for Jackie is like as a nine is like inner peace, right? She wants to make sure that it's peaceful internally, which means she is go with the flow, but at the same time, she needs to be heard. Like she wants to say her opinion about things, even though she's go with the flow. And me as a seven, right? Being very joy based as like, I don't handle low lows very well, or I don't han handle people complaining without doing anything about it. Like that's really confusing to me. So I think the awareness of yourself that you intentionally put into like listening to a podcast like this, listening to books, taking these personality tests that maybe you would have made fun of years ago. And then also taking that extra step to then have the people that are important to you take those or maybe start to listen to podcasts or start to like understand where you're coming from. So the level and depth and, um, 
synchronicity that you can create of like having that type of relationship where you can talk about more things only strengthens that bond, which in turn helps you deposit more in your currency, right? Like as you can have bigger deposits. So like Jackie mentioned a text message, like hope you're doing well today. Maybe that's a small deposit of, you know, for someone in their bank of friendship, but Hey, how are you feeling about this and how can I help you in your life? And having that conversation might be a huge deposit, but you don't know if the conversation needs to be had or the manner in which you should communicate to them if you don't know yourself well enough to put yourself out there and have that vulnerable conversation and you don't know them well enough in order for you to know how they need to be communicated to. So all of this, so juicy. I feel like we just like popped them up about all things friendship. So I want to do what I do to every listener to you. And I know you're a big, you know, fan of the podcast, as in like you're the OG fan of the podcast. <laughs> so you're the one that I was like, should I do a podcast? I'm doing it anyways. Um, by the way, I just have to give you props on here because you are the girl who I tell you an idea. You're like, let's freaking go. How do we do this? So thank you for that. Um, okay. If you're feeling in a funk, Jackie and you're feeling down and you need to pump yourself up, I want to know how do you get yourself to take action? Since obviously we gave them a lot of tools about friendship and dialogue and everything, but truthfully, we want people to take purpose-driven action. So how do you get yourself to like do the damn thing <laughs> when you're feeling like a, a sloth or something? I feel like a sloth, <laughs> which happens a lot to us nines. So, um, <laughs> I'm a nines out there. Don't worry, team sloth. Uh, okay. I swear this is going to sound crazy, but I definitely talk to myself a lot and I hope people don't think I'm actually insane, but I will out loud be like, okay, girl, what's the issue here? Why are you avoiding this? What's going on? Why do you feel, maybe if it's even, this helps a lot if they're feeling anxious or I'm feeling anxious or anything like that. Why am I feeling anxious? What's the talk myself through it? Is this even valid first of all, or why am I avoiding this? And once you can kind of like figure that out, if you're avoiding a meaningless task, you're like, why am I avoiding it? And you dig in and you're like, oh, it's because I'm like scared to do this. Blah, blah, blah. You can get through it. But I think the one thing that really works well for me, once I've spent more time thinking about doing it, but like not, I'm just procrastinating. But once I've spent more time thinking about it than the task itself will take, I'm like, you are officially moved into wasting time, get it done. And I do the five, four, three, two, one, stand up. And I do it. And every time I've done that, I remind myself at the very end, take note. How do you feel? One, you feel kind of silly that you wasted so much time thinking about it. Two, you feel a lot more energized because you just got it done and you're not draining yourself by thinking about this to-do item you didn't want to do. And then three, freaking awesome. Now we're not thinking about it anymore. So now I've shortened that time. I've done that so many times where the minute I start, oh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm like, but remember you feel amazing after. So just stand up and do it. And honestly, it's, so like not even that interesting, but it's, it's just discipline. You have to have the mental like ability to say, I just need to get it done. And the more time you sit there and think about it and complain about it, you build it up in your head thinking it's going to be a harder, bigger deal. And it takes like 30 seconds to do it. And then you're like, that was really not that bad. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really it. It's I, I have a trampoline and I play music and I go on the class, but it just, <laughs> yeah. just doing it, honestly. It's so true. And then what's cool that you just led into is like the confidence deposit that you give yourself of how good it felt afterwards that you, your brain, it's like, you want to get that after feeling again, because you're, you like, even what you said, like they can't see you, but you just did this thing with your hands where it's like, stop right now. Like mental note, note this. 
okay, I feel good. Let my brain remember I feel good right now. Now I'm going to want to go get that again. Um, so I love that you do that. <laughs> I know. Like, it's so funny because I, I always think of, you know, like this podcast, like we're all girlfriends, like having coffee and chatting and you and I would be like throwing our hands everywhere. Like we've just knocked over the girl who's listening to this. Her Americana was like on the floor because we just smacked it with our hands from all this hand talking. Uh, okay. And then, you know, because we're all about that empower her podcast, Spotify public playlist. Um, and I know a lot of your like, you know, frozen beats have been taken, but tell us. No, I was waiting for my time to shine. I was like, no one's going to say frozen, let it go. I know every single word. And then it was like a few months ago. I can't remember who did it, but she said it. And I was like, dang it. You took my like song. So it was, it was Melissa, the professional yeah. organizer. So like, I feel like she can say, let it go. Cause like, let it go. Anyway, okay, what's your beat? Follow-up, honestly, anything pitch perfect, but I'm not sure if that's been on there. And then I know this is already on the podcast list, but Higher Love is just the biggest dance party jam. But if we can link everything pitch perfect from one, two, and three, I think that would be a win. <laughs> okay, we will pick one pitch perfect be- beat to add. Okay, so great. From the Bellas in the first movie. <laughs> I am so obsessed with you. Okay, um, so Jackie, where can people find you if they want to connect with you? Give us give us your rundown. Yes. Um, best place is going to be Instagram, and it is at Jackie Koba. It's J-A-C-K-I. There is no E. J-A-C-K-I-K-O-U-B-A. Yes. And Jackie is really – if you like cats, oh. you should probably follow Jackie because she posts a lot of weird stuff of – she says that her cat is really sweet, but her cat is a raging bee. So <laughs> – so cute but her name's nugget and if you if you feel wild she also has an instagram it's princess cat nugget (laughs) princess cat nugget okay we will link both instagrams in the show notes and of course to close this out with like a pretty bow here is there anything that you want to say to the woman who is like 25 to 35 and just wants to take action and live a life that she really loves any little tidbit jackieism that you want to leave her with Yes. Um, I think the biggest gift I could honestly, if I could just give you this gift, but unfortunately I can't, but the biggest piece of advice is girl, get really, really, really comfortable with the fact that you have to do the work on you. You have to point that finger inward. There is nothing that really actually like swells my heart more than knowing the last five years I've put in so much work on just learning the mental game and discipline and just understanding other people's brains and communication and ex- like all of these things that we talked about today. It's, Like, it just breaks my heart that people sometimes aren't going to get that same experience with all of the work. So do the personal development, have those conversations with your friends. If you are feeling any type of negative thing towards any relationship in your life, communicate it, talk to that person, reach out to them. I promise, regardless of how the conversation ends, even if it ends in you guys not being friends anymore, you will no longer have that weight on your heart. And it's going to just free you up and lighten you up and create room for extra friendships in your life. So go do the work. I feel like the girl driving to work right now just like wants to just drop all the mics and be like, hell yeah. So if you liked this podcast episode, please tag both of us on Instagram so we can hear your takeaways. Jackie, I love you so much. I can't wait to hug you in like 10 seconds when we're in the same room again. I am so damn proud. I mean this with every morsel of my body to call you my best friend, to have your influence in my life, to have been doing this crazy journey through all the things together for the last like 12 years. I am honored to have you on the show and I'm so appreciative of you and I love you so big, so hard, so long. All of it. Thanks for having me on. The feeling is so mutual. <laughs> I love you. I love you. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, I would so appreciate it if you share it with your girlfriends or better yet, post it on Instagram stories and tag me. Then I can personally say thank you for helping me get this message out there. And if you didn't vibe with it, just keep that to yourself. I'm kind of new here, still trying to figure it all out. Talk to you soon, girl.